It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to one-on-one from Indianapolis. Scott Frost is now up on the big board. Rico, he's up on the big stage. Is there any chance we can get to that? Is that possible? Okay. Uh, let's join in again. Four two four six four five six eight five. Sorry, Hammond text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. Uh, we will get you the clips and otherwise from this. For anything that you will miss, we'll make sure that you get the full uh, the, the full speech. Um, Sarder Heyman text line four two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln hotline. Uh, the Sarder Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. And I would jump on the stream. This is a day to be on stream if possible. Lots of goings on, several cameras working, uh, and lots going on here from Lucas Oil. Stadium. Uh, Trev Alberts is in the room, of course, holding court currently, and Scott is doing his thing. Trev's going to let Scott talk, and then he'll stop by here. Uh, we'll have Barry Alvarez in the hour. Uh, we'll have some more Husker players within the hour as well. So buckle in, stay tuned, and do your thing. Let's bring in Charlie Meyer from the Lincoln Salt Dogs on the Honda League and Hotline. Charlie, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How about you, DP? It's a good day. You know, it's a good day. We're in Indianapolis, uh, Big Ten Media Days. You've been at this sort of thing. You understand the importance of messaging and presence in this space. Uh, I'm going to put you in Scott Frost's shoes for a second, Charlie. I'm going to ask you to speak. I'm going to ask you to speak to Husker Nation uh, in the voice of Scott Frost. What do you want and wish for for the Huskers football program? Let's go. Well, obviously we. We all want continued success, and you know, hopefully they can um, turn it around here. I know it's been probably really frustrating for him uh, the past three, three or four seasons here, and uh, you know, hopefully they get off to a good start here over in Ireland. And uh, it's a good indication of what the season may hold for them. But it's uh, you know, I, um, it's one of those things when you're putting the puzzle together each and every year uh, with your recruits and. You know, similar to what we do with uh, putting players together on the on the rosters, um, you hope they can perform and, and make things happen for you. And, and uh, that's really, I guess, when I look at what Scott and the, and the Husker program, football program, has to look at is that they need to to start performing to make things happen um, at uh, at Memorial Stadium this summer or this uh, this fall. It, it's it's an interesting thing that leadership in in sports. Uh, there are common traits that cross over from, from sport to sport, position to position. When you're around elite people, what are the qualities that jump out at you to let you know that, in fact, you are in elite company when it comes to an athlete coach or an executive? Well, I think it's, you know, having a vision, uh, you know, obviously. And I think the other key thing is uh, being able to communicate, uh, you know, Throughout the, the organization, um, you know, I, our philosophy here, here at Haymarket Park is, you know, um, we're one team. Um, whether it's the front office or the team on the field, we're all going to win together. We're going to lose together, and you know, we all 
they'll all go to battle together. And I think, you know, when you look at um, leaders and that type of thing, it's all about um, leading to make progress. And, uh, you know, I, I look at Brett Jody and, and uh, my coaching staff. It's a matter of, you know, when we start the season that uh, we continue to improve throughout the season. And, uh, you know, those traits as far as uh, leading people along um, and believing in what you're trying to accomplish here, uh, that we all have one common goal to, to, to win a championship. But it's, you know, like in our league, there's 12 teams. There's only going to be one that's going to end up at the end of the year with uh, not losing a game and being a champion. And similar to what's happening in, uh, in the Big Ten with uh, Scott and, and all the other university uh, programs uh, as far as everybody's trying to lead to, to a championship and, uh, you know, continue to, to show progress each and every week when we're they're playing as far as we're doing it. Every, every, every game we're in, we're hopefully that we're, uh, we're continuing to prove and, and be better as the season goes along. How does, how does this thing happen? How does a program or an organization change its location and elevation? Like you guys have a pretty high standard with the salt dogs. You expect success on a high level and then there's friction and then there's quicksand, right? The harder you, when you start to struggle, the harder you struggle, the deeper you go. But from a leadership standpoint, how do you push the, the, this thing? How do you reload uh, an organization and a coach? How do you get that done? Well, I think the key thing is, you know, um, it's all about attitude and having a positive attitude. Um, you know, you're going to run into situations where, you can't control injuries. Uh, you can't control, um, you know, when people get hurt or in our situation where people get picked up. Uh, basically, it's we got to plug and play and find someone else to to fill those shoes um, for a player, uh, and hopefully we find a player that can compete. Um, I think that's the key thing: is that you find people that have the desire to want to compete and to get better each and every day. Um, but it, it all starts with an attitude. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, when, when you think about life, and, and you know, it's, it's about ten percent of what ha- it's what it's what happens to you, and ninety percent of it is how you react to it. And I think you know how you react to situations, and when you when times are tough, um, you know, it's all about how you react to it. And I think reacting in a positive way gives you a, a much better chance of. Uh, success, um, but it's one of those things that, you know, you're trying to find people that match up to your philosophies and, and your and your leadership style and, and your vision of what you really want to try to create, um, and so it's a matter of what I would say earlier, it's plugging and playing and make sure you've got uh, people that have the same goals and same ideas and same positive attitude. Those things go a long ways as far as success in my eyes. We're talking to Charlie Meyer of the Lincoln Salt Dogs, and you guys are home this week and got an opportunity to, to turn things around and, and kind of redirect. Uh, who's in town, and, and what can we expect? Well, we got uh, Milwaukee Milkman are here for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Fargo that's uh, leading our division. Um, they'll be here on the weekend, and then we have uh, Gary coming in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So we've got a a nine-game homestand here, and uh, starting today, and um, the weather looks great, and uh, you know we're making some moves with the roster, and hopefully uh, 
to make a run here for the last month of the season. And uh, you know, we got added some pitching, and we're going to add a bat here, uh, a couple of new bats that we got coming in for players that will be here this week. And so trying to, again, like I said, plug and play and, and make a run here uh, for the remainder of the season. We've got 18 home games left, and, uh, you know, we've got about 40 40 games uh, left on the season. Um, you know, where we're at, we're sitting here in the in the fourth spot in the in the division. So if today was to end the season, we'd be in the playoffs. Uh, that's really kind of what we're what our goal is here is to continue to solidify our position in the, and get into the playoffs. And you never know what's going to happen once uh, the playoffs start. It's going to be an interesting run. Again, you're you're at home for a long stretch. Change of rosters. What can you tell us about some of the new additions to the to, to the roster? Well, we, um, we picked up a pitcher that was um, with uh, a college pitcher that didn't get drafted, and uh, he's a left-hander and he's in the low 90s as far as, uh, and he'll be a starting pitcher that we'll be bringing on to uh, later this week. And I think he'll probably start probably either Thursday or Friday is kind of what we're planning for. Uh, we picked up uh, Jason Rogers, a veteran hitter um, that was on our roster, and he was actually sitting on our inactive list and had some family situations, so he didn't join the team back in May. And so now he's going to be joining us here at the end of July here and for the month of August, so we're excited about having him um, be a part of the team. Um, those are two people that we got, and we got uh, Radar uh, Raider Scania, a shortstop that we picked up uh, from the Atlantic League, that got on the Triple A, Double A time. That I think he'll um, he'll be an added uh, at for our um, for our lineup. So we're excited about what's happening here this week, and we'll see uh, how things play out. And again, like I said, we're we're hopeful that, uh, that we're plugging and playing the, the right type of things, but. Um, We'll, we'll, we won't know until we get on the field and start playing. So we'll see what happens this week. What, what's the promotional stuff going on at Haymarket Park? Well, we got this this week. Uh, we've got the um, our traditional triple play Tuesday today uh, with the Boston Medical Association. Break three non-perishables, and you get a GA ticket. And we got Winter Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Fireworks Friday, and then. Um, Got baseball card set giveaway on Friday, and then we have a Marvel night uh, with some Marvel characters um, on Saturday, and then it's Family Fun Day on Sunday. So uh, those are the, the promotions that are coming up, and uh, you know we're uh, excited about you know here we are the end of July, and the weather looks like it's not going to be as brutally hot as it was this past week, which we were <laughs> right. thankful we were on the road. Yeah, exactly. Right. So now right. we're back home, and it looks like it's going to be mid eighties all week. So it'll be should be good, great weather to come out and watch a watch the salt dogs. Charlie, can you drop off? Can you have some of those cards dropped off for the station so we can give some away? Is that possible? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah, we'll yeah, get I think to, I'll pull we, some of those cards, and uh, I will uh, get you some baseball card sets, and I'll get those off to the station to you. Yeah, and we'll give them away with our with our four tickets that we have to give away. Sure. We'll have Rico and Nick give those away. Charlie, have a great weekend. I won't be there for BP. I'll be in Dallas, but 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 okay. Eric Strickland is there. 
He's going to handle it. Uh, Steve Taylor will be there as well. We'll have a full lineup for you. Kevin Meyer from Meyer Cork and Bottle. We've got some folks that are going to come down and hang out, take some hacks. So it's going to be a good weekend down at the ballpark. All right. Well, safe travels, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you sometime soon. That is Charlie Meyer from the Lincoln Salt Dogs. And, again, it's a, it, it's a, it's a long home stretch. So if you haven't gotten out uh, to see the Salt Dogs, here, here's your chance. You've got nine straight days of home games, all events going on every night. Uh, player cards are going to be distributed uh, Thursday, Thursday. They've got the whole shebang. Uh, and remember this. Get your perishables. Go into your cupboard. Even if you don't need, need the tickets, or you do, go and drop off perishables down at Haymarket Park. You can do that. Uh, any three, and they'll get you a voucher for a future game. Go ahead and do that. It's stuff that's in your cupboard. You're not using it. You're not going to eat it. Get it down there to, to, to Charlie and the Salt Dogs so they can do their thing. Um, again, live here, uh, Scott Frost just, just talked. Uh, now Mike Loxley from Maryland is up on the, up on the big board. Uh, Harbaugh and Michigan are, are in point. Pat Fitzgerald, Kirk Ferentz, P.J. Fleck. Um, the order as such. Scott Frost just went. Loxley in Maryland now. P.J. Fleck will be next. Kurt Ferentz, Pat Fitzgerald, Jim Harbaugh, we're working on being able to get you the audio from that as well. We need to be able to plug into what they're doing. Um, but the people that we need to get to weren't here when we arrived, so we can work on that for you as well. Lots to talk about there. Rashawn is back in the space. I want to pull him on because there's lots to talk about. Um, did you did you, did you you notice anything from Scott's time on the big stage? Ah. Uh. You know, I mean, the, the the biggest part that I noticed is that I, I think he understands that he's got to get it done that this year is the year. Um, other than that, that was probably about it. I didn't really gain any more than what I've got before. That, that's that's see, that's that. <laughs> let me say this. So Tom Allen will come by and he will open up to, you. and that's just part of personality, and I get it. Uh, different. Coaches will come by. P.J. Fleck. Right? They'll share pieces of themselves. I hope, I hope that Scott Frost finds, like, some peace, some some calm. Yeah. Some control, right? Some inner peace. Yeah, I mean, because this is wearing on it. Yeah. Right. Does it, am I? Am I? Am I, I? I think so. I think. Uh, uh, right. Like I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak for him. I'm, I'm not speaking for him. Well, I think it's just taxing because you know he's got to answer questions about officer coordinators we're, and we're coaches. Bring in Eric Strickland. We're gonna put Strickland on 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 the pipes as well. Let's bring in Husker Hall of Famer Eric Strickland. E. Strick, man, how you doing, man? Yo, listen. This is uh, amazing. It's right? been amazing. It's been amazing. <laughs> uh, got a chance to uh, talk. With uh, Quentin Newsom, uh, got a little uh, soundbite quickly from Garrick Nelson, uh, set in on Scott Frost. Yeah, so it's been great to hear them be able to speak to us with regards to how they feel about uh, what's coming up, how camp is about to start. Got some interesting information on um, the quarterback uh, uh, race that it's, 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 it's still up for grabs. It's not... Locked and stocked, as most people would have thought. Can I say that that doesn't make me feel better? <laughs> me either. That doesn't make me feel better. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, we, you walk in this space, and in this space, again, the, the beauty of being here is to watch people walk in and present themselves in, the, in their form. 
Like, this is, hey, this is who we are. Like, that's why you're here. It's called Media Days. And whether you don't like it or not, it's Media Days. Like, this is a presentation. This is how people are going to talk about you the rest of the year until you put games on, on the tape. So when you tell me that you don't have – that the person that touches the ball and affects the game the most, you, you're not locked in on it, that makes me lean away. Like you went through a whole lot to get to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't come for free. Right? So there's a lot there's a lot there to talk about. But we're gonna bring in we're, we're gonna get a lot smarter. Can I right can now. I grab you for five minutes? We're, we're gonna get a lot smarter. We're gonna get the legend, a lot, the legend. We're gonna get a lot smarter. So we're here for Sean Jackson, Eric Strickland, and now we're gonna bring in another goat. Go. Bring in another goat. <laughs> <laughs> the legend. Let's bring let's, let's bring him in. Barry Alvarez. Coach, how in the heck are you? I'm great. I'm really, I'm really good, man. <laughs> this is exciting. Thank you for doing this. First of all, flash that ring again. That Oh yeah. Ah. A lot of bling in here. Come on, he he modest, man. We from oh, Nebraska. He's still Nebraska. I don't care. I can't even look at that. I see. Well that's question that's question one. That's question one. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc when, when the huskers go up or down do you go with them is that in your heart still uh, I, I root for nebraska you know i i uh i spent 10 years in lincoln as a player i started my coaching career in lincoln Got married in Lincoln. Two of my three kids are born in Lincoln. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and still have a lot of friends back there. So, I, I root for Nebraska. I really do, except when they play us. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say us. Coach, I got a question for you. DP, please jump Go in ahead, there. Go ahead, man. Okay, so I played in Nebraska. 97 was my senior year. Of course, Coach Osborne retired in 1997. I know you were able to be underneath, you know, coaches' tools as far as football goes. Some of the plays and some of the things, did you take some of the stuff to Wisconsin from Nebraska? i tell you what I took from Nebraska. I, I played for Bob Devaney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the great one. And, you know, the out-of-season program, Nebraska was the first, first team in the country to have a, a full-time strength coach when they hired Boyd Epley. Boyd was a classmate of mine. Um, and, the, and the walk-on program. Uh, back then, Nebraska, we had so many players – uh, you know, there were unlimited numbers in the Big Eight when I, when I played. You know, the freshman team had 75, 80 guys. Yeah. And they had their own schedule. And spring practice, I can remember we, we used to scrimmage in shifts. You'd have three teams practice in the morning and two in the afternoon. We had five teams, offense and defense. Wow. So, and a lot of those guys weren't scholarship guys. They were guys trying to earn scholarships. Yeah. Well, 
That's one reason I liked Wisconsin, because there's one Division One school in the state, like Nebraska. Even though Nebraska is a sparsely populated state, uh, they like football. And, uh, you know, you, the kids want to play there. Same thing with Wisconsin. I give them an opportunity. They walk on. Uh, they do well enough. You earn a scholarship. And, and uh, so I build a walk-on program like Nebraska's. And then, um, you know, I, I, I base my, my whole thing on running the football because I knew I, in, in Wisconsin we get big guys. We don't have a lot of speed there in that state. Yeah. You know, but we got big palookas. And so I knew I could have big lines. And, and, uh, and then we go out and find running backs and skilled players. But um, the thing I took more than anything else from there was how you run a program, being physical. That was that was my makeup because that's what I, the way I learned it. And then uh, the, and the walk-on program. Well, that's what I was going to ask because you're absolutely right. One of the biggest staunch type of runners that I've ever seen is just a bruiser was Ron Dane. Yeah. Like how was you able to kind of say – you know, because other people probably would have looked at Ron at linebacker or DN. Pullback. Yeah. Pullback. Right? So how did you come to the realization that, you know what, Ron is going to be my bell cow? I watched I watched film. Ronnie was highly recruited. It came down to us and us and uh, he's from New Jersey, us in Ohio State. Um, and, but we had taken some players from that school. I watched Ron, and, and it was a very simple high school film. And he was lined up about a yard behind the quarterback. And they'd turn around and they'd hand him the ball and he'd mush it and the line would move. But every once in a while, they'd give him a little room and he'd get in the secondary. He'd run four or five. He was 200. He showed up. He was 260. Yeah. He just, he just won the, uh, the high school, the national discus and shot put out in California. Wow. And he, on his way back, he stopped in as a freshman. And my strength coach came up and said, this cat weighs 265 pounds, and he just want beat everybody in the 10-yard sprint. You know, he, he had burst. He could run. And I told him when I recruited him, I said, you like to carry the ball? He said, yeah. I said, man, it's, pre- it's not very heavy. I'm going to give it to you a lot of times. And I did. <laughs> said he carried the ball. There were games he carried 47. He went one, one, one stretch, 47 times, 49 times, 51 times Ooh. in three straight weeks. He try, I wouldn't let him out of the game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, he, he put tap in his helmet. I said, no, no, one more first down. Right. One more first down. Because, hey, Coach, you, you know, uh, once they start hitting off a big run, they get a boost of energy, right? You know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coach, no this, this thing has transitioned. It's evolved and re-evolved. The conference itself has evolved. The style of play and now the reach. Now it's California is included in this thing. Well, think back now. There wasn't long ago they were saying you were reaching to get Nebraska. <laughs> right? Like like this was the, this was as far west as it goes, and now it's California. For you, style of play, NIL, transfer portal, where does Coach stand on, on the state of the game? You know what? Um, I, I told my, you know, before I retired, I told all my coaches, at 23 teams at Wisconsin, I told them that, I don't worry about transfers. Um, that's your responsibility. If a kid, if you, you recruited him, you were in their home, you met their parents, you see whether they're helicopter parents, you see what kind of kid he is, um, you brought him in here. You recruit him. If you can't build a relationship with a player where he, does, where he doesn't want to let you down and wants to play for you, if, he, if you can't build that kind of relationship and he wants to leave, that's on you. 
that's on you. So uh, if the kid's not happy, let him go. I, I don't have any problem with that. I, I really don't. The NIL, I was always for that, but you cannot allow it to get involved in the recruitment. If the kid's smart enough, I, I, I like what a lot of the schools are doing as far as teaching the kids uh, how to market themselves, how to manage their money. Um, you got to pay tax, which all none of them know understand that. <laughs> right. You know, you make you 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 do something for a thousand bucks, you don't get a thousand bucks. You know, yeah. They don't understand all that. So, you learn a little business, you learn a little the, the way of the world, uh, and you learn how to market yourself. Because uh, I'm I'm all for anything the kids, whatever you can do for the kids, you do it. I like it. I, I like where we're going. I think it's going to settle, settle down. It's not about some of these schools, and you're reading about kids signing and how much money they're going to get hell you got to go play mm-hmm. and make your make your name valuable yeah yeah i don't have any problem with that hey yeah. coach i wanted to ask you growing up uh this is jay foreman by the way um i know coach i'm not gonna ask you why <laughs> you didn't did get out from his scholarship <laughs> I'm, hey, coach, I'm, gonna you, I'm gonna tell you coach i didn't finally get hey, coach I, hey i'm gonna tell you man hey the former linebacker i might want to come tackle you but i didn't got over it man you know what i'm saying hey i'm gonna tell you hey i'm gonna tell you people out there Coach Alvarez, I was so. I'm gonna tell you, I grew up going against Carl McCullough, and I'm thinking like, man, I did him in. Jason Suttle, I did him in. I wanted to go to Wisconsin so bad, and they ain't offering me a scholarship. But I wanted to ask you this though: growing up watching watching the Big Ten, right? How proud are you that the Big Ten went from like, oh, it's slow, and you probably knew it was better than what people would think back when I was in high school in the '90s. To I think, and me and DP argue, I think Big Ten is the best brand of football top to bottom. How proud are you? And talk about the transition yeah. of finally people understanding, like, what the Big Ten's been for probably five years prior to, yeah, like, you know, being, that's being okay. there. That's okay. That's okay. They can th- anybody can think whatever they want. Sure, that's true. But then when you line up against a Big Ten school, at Southern Cal, the AD at Southern Cal called me. He wants me to go out and talk to, to his coaches about coming into the Big Ten. And I'm going to tell you what, what I will tell those coaches. I'm going to tell you what – what, what I heard uh, je- when, when Penn State came in, uh-huh. we played Penn State, and uh, the next week, middle of the week, it's on a Wednesday, I get a call from Coach Paterno. He says, you know what, Jadis? He said, we haven't practiced since we, pl- since we played that game. We're so beat up <laughs> after we played you. Right. And then you might have to turn around next week and play Iowa. Iowa, right. And, and, and they're going to do the same thing. Right. right. And Minnesota's going to do the same thing. And if you aren't physical enough up front, if you don't have defensive linemen that can hold up, you can't play in this league. Right. And, and then our guys are going to spread you out. They're going to throw the ball around. Right. But they're going to beat you up first. You, they're going to, you're going to have to prove that you can stand in there and be physical enough to play. Right. And I, I'm proud of that. And, and uh, you know, so that, that's the thing. And then, I, I, you know, I just read about someone some, Someone sent me a clipping from, from Omaha talking about, you know, Nebraska hasn't been good in stopping a run since they've been in the league. And and you wonder why they haven't done well. Well, right. yeah. there, there it is. Yeah, that's there's it. There's there's that's the ultimate equalizer to these old basketball on grass. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about is when you talk about being physical, right? Me and VJ, we grew up, you know, with Coach Osborne, so you knew, you know, how the practices were. Just talk about. Being physical, it's, you can't just do it on Saturday. It's just like a no. way of life. And people don't understand it when I say it. Now as a, as a yeah, coach, you know, you, you'll give your explanation on that. I've I watched practice. I, I used to go, my guy, I, 
I'd go 20 minutes every day inside drill. Right. That's mm. it. That's seven on seven. Mm-hmm. And my guy, my coaches actually end up getting upset with me. You, we got to back off. Let's just do X amount of plays. Right. So I'd go rapid fire. Right. I would yeah. ones, twos, ones, two, one. right. just go rapid fire. Ones, you know, going good against good. We wouldn't tackle, but you're, I mean, it's full, it's full go for the line. Right. And, you, and that carries over to the right. game. I'm, I go watch practices. I don't see anybody doing that. I can't even see the offensive line. I'm looking around. Where the hell are you? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I walk on my practice field. I walk in Nebraska's practice field. You know those those big horses. Those are, that's the line over there. Right. I go some of these places, and I look around. Where the hell's the line? Right. They all look the same. All look Tight the same. in on down. Right. right. Yeah. They all right. look the yeah. same. So um, that's the thing in our league. You're going to have to line. You know, I don't care whether we run it. We our, our, our teams throw it around well enough. Well enough, right? Yeah. yeah. And and we have some teams that spread it out and throw it. But to win this league, you better be physical. And you've got to be able to bounce back after playing a physical game because the next week you're going to do it again. So I'm really proud of the football that we play here. I think our coaches in this league are outstanding. Exactly. I think, think, you know, top to bottom, you go every school um, and and you have outstanding coaches. And so – I like the brand of football we play. We're here with the legend. We're here with the legend. Barry. Former Coach, Husker. Uh, he's still a Husker. Yeah. He's, just, he's yeah. just somewhere else. <laughs> but, Coach, here's where we are. Ohio State has its place in the conference. Wisconsin, Michigan, Nebraska all looking up or at least trying to achieve what they've achieved and take their place at the top of the conference on a regular basis. You're the coach. Take us in. How do you make that happen? Well, I was the same way when I came in. So what I did when I took the program over in 1990, you had to beat Ohio State and Michigan. So I devised everything I did in the offseason and everything else, my the style of play. How am I going to beat them? I'm not going to get as good players. I don't have access mm-hmm. to the players right. Ohio State has. Yeah. you got good players in Ohio. They have a, a, a reputation and, and their brand. They can go all over the country and get the best players. I can't do that at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. In, my, in, in my state, I'm going to get five to eight players a year. Yeah. Uh, so i got to go outside. So how are you going to do it? Um, so I, I came up with a plan. we got to be bigger. i got to get linemen. we got to run the ball. we got to shorten the game. we got to hold on to the football, play field, play, uh, field position. Right. And, uh, and we have good success against them. Um, no. Styles make fights, right? Yeah. That also, I wanted to ask you, and I talk about this all the time. How important is character to playing football, not only in the Big Ten or period, but especially at Wisconsin? Yeah. Because well, it's not California, and it's not the glitz and glamour. It's not sexy. But Actually, you have it to. Is. It is. It is. Sexy? Hey, let me tell you. Let me. Hey, I'm going to tell you. You want to be in Madison? Let me Wisconsin. tell you something. Really? I had. I'm telling you. If you the, they have. You the, want to be let in me Madison, tell you. I, when, when Nebraska goes. I ate more bratwurst up there and had more spotted cow than I had in two years, and it was the I had the best time ever. Nebraska got beat off the ran off the field, but I had a great time in that Madison, was Wisconsin. Right, right, that right, was right, right. Did it again, right? But talk about character no, and how yeah. important it is to football, and that's the separator that will say, hey, a kid from a five star from Texas versus a four star from Illinois, and he goes to Wisconsin and takes off. We're de- I, I called us always called us a developmental program, and I, I've had there there weren't stars back when right. I was recruiting, but but highly recruited kids come in. I didn't like them or the players that 
hosted them. Didn't like them because I'd always go to them. I'd call, talk to them Sunday morning. How'd they fit during the visit? Right. Um, did they fit in? Will they be good here? Will you, do you, did you like him? You want him as a teammate. They say no, whoop, I'm out. Mm. We're not going to recruit him. Not going to offer a scholarship. Yeah. Um, we, we wanted people. I, you know, and I went into every home. I knew uh, what I was, what, who I was recruiting, what I was recruiting. I wanted good characters. I wanted guys that, that you want to be next to, guys that you trust. And uh, that, that's, part, that's part of our program. That's, that's who we, we were, and I think Paul's done that. Brett did it when he was there with me. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's just part of the deal. Coach, Coach Devaney, he was unique. He was really – Bob Devaney was ahead of his time in how he practiced. Um, and he, he had coaches that could go out and recruit. You know, he was recruiting nationally. Uh, back then, when I played, I didn't even realize this. You know, I'm sitting here with four brothers. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> okay. We played Alabama two years in a row for the national championship. They didn't have they, – they were still – they hadn't integrated yet. Yeah, right. I didn't even know that. Right. I'm driving home with a, with a car full of brothers. Right. Harry Wilson had the car. He, it was his right. car and, and Tony Jeter. I'm driving back home. We're going back and forth, you know, and I, I just thought that was part of the deal. Yeah. Right. So we integrated at Nebraska when a lot of people weren't. Uh-huh. You know, big uh, Michigan State started. Um, uh, big, uh, um, the head coach there, in De- and that's where Coach Devaney started. They brought some guys up. They'd send some guys from the south. Uh, they'd come up there, and they integrated early. And Nebraska was was open minded, and, yeah. and we and we were integrated, and that that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, but Co- he was a Co- he was a hell of a coach. Now the way we practiced, and he didn't put up with any nonsense. And, and we were physical. I mean, we were really physical. One of the things, Coach, for me, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm obviously all the uh, football guys. I played basketball, and I, I played in Milwaukee, and I'm, I'm very with the Bucks, and I'm very f- familiar with the weather. And with you guys, how did you in your time get over that hump of getting them to come if they came from a southern state or if they came – like, how did you get them to buy in? Because it's brick up there uh, in, in the Milwaukee in the winter. So how, how did you get them to understand that? I just told them, that, you know, you got a couple months. I said, well, you know, you go through football season. You got yeah. two weeks where it's going to be chilly. Yeah. But everybody else in the league yeah. is it's chilly. doing the same thing. Well, right? Yeah, it's a couple yeah. weeks. And I said, then then you got a couple weeks to make it to Thanksgiving. You got you got a break. Then we go to a bowl game. It's warm. warm. And uh-huh. then it's semester break. You go home for – you go home for three weeks. Right. You come back. You tough out one more week. And then it's spring. That's nice. Right. Yes, sir. Then you got yeah. the lakes and you yeah. got all that stuff. So I just didn't just make a big to sell deal it to it. I didn't make yeah. a big deal out of it. Yeah. And I didn't recruit many kids out of it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Also, if they have I'm going to tell you something. If we recruited like they do now and you could bring them in in June, Oh. If I could bring kids in Madison in June, I'd be a hell of a lot better recruiter than I was back then. <laughs> yeah, yes, we know yeah. smarter about it. Uh, Coach, first of all, thank you for sitting thank down you. with us. Oh, and I appreciate this. it, Coach. This is exceptional. Before we let you go, i got to ask, if you could get in the ear of Scott Frost with the Husker blood that beats in you, what would you whisper to him to, to, to help guide him? That's really a good question. I, I, I follow them. I, I think they're, they're really close. you got to play better defense. 
special teams. You got to you got to right, right. You can't start. You got a defensive end. You got a defensive end. Get him out of here. You got a defensive end on the edge who's, who's yeah. giving you the thumb. I think he's doing oh. a great job. <laughs> we got to get the athletic director squared yeah, yeah, away. Yeah, right. we got to get him set down. We got to get him set down. Trev Albers basically telling can't Coach start. Alvarez, can't get out of here. Coach, how long are you, you going to be here today? I'm here. I got. I'm on. I'm on the podium tomorrow. Okay. Right. So can we take a break, switch chairs, and then bring you back after we get this defensive end uh, in, in, in you're here? You cut me off and get Trev in here. No, no. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, and, that's seniority. I got seniority. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have seniority. Everybody in the room. Listen. This is a picture we have to take. This is a picture we have to take. Trev Alvarez will be next. Uh, we'll have Scott's audio. Coach Alvarez, you are a legend. Thank you for what you do. We're yeah, going to bring you back. We're going right. to beg you to come back later today. Uh, stay tuned, Husker fans. Trev Alvarez next here on 93.7 The Ticket. 93.7 The Ticket's coverage of Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis is sponsored by Ben Bleicher of Professional Realty Group with BHHS Ambassador Real Estate and Gary Michaels Clothiers. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.